Hey, it's Hugh Ballou again. On this session, my guest is Captain Kim Haug. I'm at the Montgomery County Sheriff's Department, and I met Kim the other day, and I was quite impressed with the work she's done um, outside of her regular job, demonstrating how leaders can make a difference. Um, let's start with talking about um, what is your job title here? I am a captain, um, but my job title is Chief Correctional Officer of the Montgomery County Jail. And um, that's your work work, but we're going to talk about what you've done outside of your work. Do you have a title or description of that, that program that we're going to talk about? The program that we have started is called EFFORT, mm-hmm. and it stands for Enabling Friends for Our Response Teams. Enabling Friends for Our Response Teams. Mm-hmm. Clever. Mm-hmm. And so what was the situation that came up that, that was the inspiration to start this? Um, we have a, a lady who works um, for the sheriff's office, and she has a son who's autistic. And she requested that we do something for the special needs community. Um, didn't really give us a whole lot other than that. She just wanted us to do something with the special needs community. And um, so that started so started some thoughts going and some programs. We started thinking of some things, and um, we got together with a lot of people in the community and came up with the effort program. Wow. So... She came and talked to you about it. What, what was the problem that we were addressing? Um, she had a couple bad experiences with her son. He's a, a teenager, and um, they live uh, you know, in a town. And so she, there had been a couple incidents with law enforcement. Um, they were pretty scary for her. At one point, her son was um, um, not responding to a command, um, not because he didn't understand, but because he was afraid. And he had something in his hand that was like a comfort item, and the command was to put it down, and he refused to do it. So the situation started to escalate pretty quickly. And um, she was just really concerned um, that maybe in the future, as he got older, that um, you know that could have that that could, situation could have gone really bad. And so she just wanted us to do something for the special needs community, including you know individuals with um, intellectual disabilities. Um, because she just saw the need. We read about things when they go bad mm-hmm. with law enforcement, mm-hmm. and um, we want to balance it out with things that we do to prevent those situations. Correct. This is this is really important. So, what was next? How, what did you? How did you start this initiative? Well, you know, I, I first I approached the sheriff with just an idea of having a, a fun day with you know the sheriff's department, and um, and then quickly realized that I was out of my um, element with the special needs community, that I needed some help and some guidance, and I didn't want to do anything wrong. I knew that, you know, I would have one chance of this. You mess this up, and, you know, that could be really bad. And so I, so I invited a lot of people from um, the special needs community, from the schools, from Special Olympics, from DARS and IDA, and some other agencies in our area mm-hmm. that work with special needs, along with law enforcement and um, first responders, and we had a big... Um, brainstorming session um, I gave I told them some ideas what I would like to do and um, they were really excited about it and so we just we we went forward with it but always with the guidance of the people in the special needs community already um, to make sure that we did everything that was um, you know that was going to be that was going to be helpful and right and that we wouldn't make any you know do anything silly that <laughs> would, it would make the situation worse our, our audience are people who are leaders in mm-hmm. various types of organizations like those that you mm-hmm. reached out to. Um, what is DARS and I, 
ICA. IDA. IDA. What it was. Um, DARS is on, on the Department of Aging and Rehabilitative Services, and what they do is they work with a lot of individuals with um, special needs on assisting them in getting employment. Okay. Um, IDA is Individuals with Disabilities Association, and they just work with, they do um, a lot of um, really neat programs for individuals with disabilities. Um, Special Olympics, everyone knows what that is. Um, um, so we, in, we invited those people to come and um, sort of guide us along. One of the themes that we highlight in our work is that leaders are first and foremost people of influence. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have any official relationship that you could say, do this. You just influenced them because of your clarity of vision for this. Mm-hmm. So speak to that. They, they voluntarily stepped up is what I'm hearing. They did. When, they, when, we, when we met, I shared with them what I wanted to do. Um, that I wanted to, in the purpose of what I wanted to do, I sort of wanted, I wanted to bridge that gap. I wanted to reach out uh, to the special needs community um, because when, as I started this, the research into this is when I found out that there wasn't a lot of trust between mm. the individuals and the families of individuals with special needs and law enforcement because of those bad experiences. And um, I was just afraid that we wouldn't know how to handle. And I'm not talking about just law enforcement. I'm talking about from fire and rescue as well. Yeah. Um, those can be really scary situations for anyone. Um, but you throw in the special needs aspect, even a, you know, a parent getting pulled over for a parking ticket um, could be traumatic for somebody with mm-hmm. autism. When you pull up behind that car and you've got the lights and the siren or a car accident, a fire in their home, then we bring in an element that's unfamiliar and scary. And so what I wanted to do was, on this day, make sure that there were um, fire trucks and ambulances and police cars and officers in uniform, and everybody was in uniform. The firemen were in uniform. The rescue people were in what they wear. Law enforcement was in uniform. Um, So they got to interact with us on um, a fun level. And they got to learn about the jobs that we do. They did the obstacle course that the law enforcement officers do um, when we go to the academy. Um, they got to use the fire hose. Um, oh, wow. So, it was, yeah, it was just incredible what the fire department did. They got to get on the back of an ambulance and see it. So um, they got to be a part of it. We had photo with the cop um, where we took they got their picture taken. They got to take the picture home with them when they left um, the site. And um, they got certificates and they got medals and awards. Um, for doing all the obstacle courses, um, so what I wanted, what I wanted to do is, you know, you know, like I said, bridge that gap and 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 show them that we're not scary, that we're not we're not there to make a situation worse. We're there to make it better. Now, this is just an activity. Where mm-hmm. is it housed under the sheriff's department? Is it mm-hmm. connected to any official entity? It's 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 a program that the sheriff office, the sheriff's office does. It's something that we do in partnership with all first responders in the county. Okay. And um, it's your baby? It's my baby. It's yeah. your baby. So is the, how long is this? This We're talking in 2017, early in the year. Mm-hmm. How long has it been going? Uh, last year was our pilot program. It was our first program. We, oh. we, did it, we did it in July of last year. And we start meeting next week to start planning this year's effort event. Hmm. And what will you do to... Um, create sustainability and enable transitions as you bring on more programs and you need other leaders to take other parts. What will you do to ensure that sustainability with the transitions of bringing, I guess people aren't going to do it forever, so how do you bring Mm -hmm. on fresh people and have a rotation system? Um, 
we one of the things that we do throughout the year is we do con- we do training a lot of the, for the new officers that come in and, and the new people. But um, one of the things that we will definitely do is just and, you know we always leave it open to it's open to volunteers everybody to, you know you know that that can come and to continue to go into the fire departments and the rescue um, departments and the other agencies and to provide training um, just can you know just ongoing training about the need that we have in our community to that we need to be better trained to handle individuals with disabilities and we want those families to um, you know to trust us on that level so what we will definitely be doing is this, the continuing training I think is going to be the key part of keeping this going good I, I see you going over and above the training because you you have created and built on relationships mm-hmm. yeah well the, the the other organizations that we have developed a relationship with has been phenomenal and I didn't I'm actually been really surprised at how um, I'm not really sure the word that I'm looking for, just how important those connections with the DARS agency and the IDA and Special Olympics, those, um, we partner with them in some things, um, but it's been kind of small. But the partnership with them has been really huge, and we've used them for training purposes. Um, they've used us, you know, for you know for the training purposes on their side. Mm-hmm. But the partnership that we've had, that the sheriff's office has with these agencies now has just been, has been phenomenal. And um, I see that continuing to grow as well, that we will – different programs that we have throughout um, as things change, then because we already now have that established partnership, we'll make some transitions easier for programs in the future. Good. Um, one of the strong leadership principles I'm seeing is that um, you don't have to be the expert in everything. You, you're the visionary. And you brought in people with particular expertise yes. to fill in those gaps. Sometimes we it was feel the like... smartest thing that I've ever <laughs> that I've learned to do is like if you want to do something, you find the people who are really good at it and you partner with them. That's a key statement right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. That and leaders are really catalysts mm-hmm. uh, for for some of the things to happen. Where you you were what I'm hearing is you were very clear on what the need was and mm-hmm. what, what we can do about it, but you let other people play into the content and the methodologies and the process piece. Oh, yes. With expertise. Um, will you – so part of what I wanted to highlight in this interview is um, we sometimes get in a vacuum in, in, in our charities, our churches, and our organizations thinking, um, whether it's government or other, we think that we've got to do it all. And so the, the key message I want to highlight here is this is a collaborative community effort. Correct. Collaboration really, mm-hmm. really um, – enables us all to do a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the results that you've seen so far? Well, we extended, I guess, our the program to a degree by doing a GTO program. It's called Growth Through Opportunity, um, which was really positive um, for the sheriff's office and also for three individuals. We, um, through the DARS relationship, um, we had three cadets come through a program at the sheriff's office um, called Growth Through Opportunity, where we took in three cadets, all three with intellectual disabilities, and we um, spent um, four months with them where they um, came and learned job skills, social skills by job coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, The job coaches were the deputies, Mm -hmm. um, and they would spend several hours a day with us, Monday through Thursday, and, um, and they graduated the program, and the whole purpose of that is to get them job ready. 
Um, so we had job, we went to different agencies um, throughout the county, the other police agencies and the fire departments, and um, they would have work for them to do. Mm-hmm. And under the supervision of the job coach, they did jobs. And so these three individuals are now, you know, they're actually out there interviewing for jobs now. So they'll be, you know, they learned everything from eye contact to shaking hands to how to fill out applications to just interacting with strangers and, you know, how to, you know, how to talk to business leaders when they go into the county. And so it was pretty, that was a pretty neat program. And so that's a huge um, thing that's come out of the effort program. Um, And like I said, and the training that we've done, but I've also seen the positive impact of um, on the deputies that work here and the experiences that they've had um, with individuals in the community when they've had to go on calls um, and they've encountered someone with autism or, another disability and their confidence in being able to handle that better and knowing how I've been trained on, you know, how to interact with somebody who's autistic and they just feel comfortable in the, in doing that. Wow. It's, it's um, something most of us don't even think about. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about, as you're talking about the, the, the uh, skills about eye contact and Mm -hmm. all of that. Uh, we could all use that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. that's giving people a leg up who might not have been taught that. Correct, or 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 it's more difficult for them um, due to their disability. They have, you know, it's just harder for them to um, to reach out and shake someone's hand. If, if, you know, they may know that they're supposed to, but it's just the reminder that they have to do this or they should be doing this. And um, that's huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's really huge. I, I, I especially, you know, we, we want to reach out and do something for other people. And what you said also is there was a change internally mm-hmm. with people who were working working with, mm-hmm. with these people. So um, have you had any stories from, from any of your, uh, your officers about I do. I had um, one uh, deputy who called me after an interaction. Um, the call was um, a teenager that was sort of out of control. And, you know, you really never know when you're going on those calls what you're going to encounter. Is it, you know, are they just acting up or are they really out of control? Um, When he got there and um, found out that the young lady um, was autistic, he remembered his training. And like I said, he just felt more, you feel more confident knowing that you can handle the situation the way it should be handled. Mm -hmm. Um, He left the situation. It was positive for the mother. It was positive for the daughter. And it was positive for the deputy. Um, And they have an ongoing relationship. he knows, you know, we, we now know that if we're called to this house, that this young lady has autism, and um, we know some of her triggers. We know some of the things that we can say and do that will help calm her down, um, and it's just a positive all the way around. There's, you know, the flip side of it is, you know, we're better trained to handle these situations, and they see us, the parents see us as somebody who's coming to help and not, and not make a situation worse. Hmm. Um, what What is your vision for the future? Uh, how do you see this going into the future? You see it growing. You see it impacting different segments. What do you You see it impacting more people without growing. What do you see? I definitely see it growing and then impacting more people. And I would love for this to grow into other counties. I would love to see other counties. Um, you know, either come here for the training or open up their departments for. The training for the GTO program, um, or for something similar to effort. Um, I did have a lady from South Carolina call me, um, and just pretty much, how did you do this? Because I want to do it in South Carolina. 
um, in our, for our department. So um, that was very, very encouraging. And that's what I would like to see continued, that um, all departments realize that, um, you know, there's a whole segment of our community that we don't normally deal with unless it's um, an accident or, you know, something like that. Um, it's not necessarily a criminal side of it, but it's a whole segment of our community that that really desires to have a relationship with us and that we need to have that trust. They need to have they need to be able to trust us that we're going to handle that situation well. And there's there's just sort of a um, a natural barrier, law enforcement and citizen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, we go down the street and you see a police car, you you slow down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're 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 you know like always thinking about ourselves. What right. am I doing wrong? <laughs> so you know we're we're on a in a different mindset. And what I'm hearing you saying is you're bridging some of those gaps. Because you know, fighting crime is a huge part of what law enforcement does. Yeah. Um, we do need we do enforce the the you know the laws of the land. We, you know the speed limit, and um, you you know we do have to interact with that. But it's not all that we do. We're here to serve the community, um, and you know with Sheriff Pardon's um, vision for where he wants to take this department. Um, you know it is definitely in that direction. Is is being there for the community and it's not just you know we do have that one part of what we do but it's a it's a part of what we do it's not all of what we do um we serve the community and there was a need in our community um to connect with the special needs individuals and you know we're trying to bridge that gap and re, you know fulfill that need so a person in your organization brought that need to you to mm-hmm. your attention and you paid attention mm-hmm. Why you? Why did you say, I want to do this? What was inside you that was the voice that said, Kim, do this? Well, she came to me a few times. <laughs> she, she was pretty persistent. Uh-huh. And then, um, you know, and then I started to think about it. And the sheriff was, you know, we had had a meeting um, at the beginning of the year. It was uh, with the sheriff, and he laid out his vision um, for the sheriff's office. And um, it was definitely community-driven. And... Um, so that was, you know, on the forefront of my mind that um, we're going in a different direction. And, um, but, she, you know, she came to me a few times, and, I, you know, and I know her son on a personal level. I've met him. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I guess, it just, I guess it just struck a chord that, you know, this is, we do need to do this. And why not me? <laughs> I, um, you don't know this, but I, I talk about leadership and I summarize it in three things. Leaders get things done. Mm-hmm. Leaders figure out how things get done. That's the elusive part. Leaders influence others. And I see all those traits. I mean, you just didn't say, oh, here's an idea. You took action. So if there, there are people out there that are, that are hearing this story, what advice would you give people if they've got an idea what's the leadership piece that you would encourage people to embrace to move on the idea and it's really hard to say because i just feel like this is just part of who i am but if i if there is a need um look for ways to address it and some i've come across some things where i've handed them off and this you know it's like there is a need here you sort of look for ways that you can address it um, and sometimes there are things that I can move forward with, and sometimes I see somebody else who's better equipped to move forward with it, and you hand it off. Um, but you still want to follow through and make sure that need gets met. But, um, you know, just it doesn't 
take much. I mean, get people around you who are experts and say, hey, this is a need. This is how I see we can fix it. And then start getting some advice and some experts around you and a good team. And you just get it done. A good team. Mm -hmm. Well, this is this is um, inspirational, and um, thank you for spending time to share um, the story and your humility in getting out of the way and letting it happen. You brought people together around mm-hmm. the vision, and you've you've been a catalyst for things to happen. Um, and I'm I'm sure you've been a cheerleader when things didn't quite go together yeah. at some point. We are in the we are in the sheriff's department. We hear lots of sirens. <laughs> That's validation yeah, of where we downtown, are. Yeah. So yeah. any any other things you want to share before we end this story? I, well, I thank you for the opportunity to share it. If I can promote effort, I'm going to promote it any 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 place that I can because um, I I really think this is uh, going to change lives. Um, I we got a lot of feedback from we got no negative feedback. Um, from the event, which was was huge, because um, we were, this was a pilot event and we stepped um, into uncharted territory um, for a law enforcement agency, you know, that we had never done before, and um, we got no negative comment. And um, the only thing that I've gotten is I've gotten comments from um, other organizations and some just individuals saying you know that they really want to be a part of it, ne- you know, the next time we do it. And um, I've already had people calling me saying, when are we going to start again? So so um, the event happens once a year? Mm-hmm. What time of year? Uh, after school. Um, we did it in July this year. I think this year it's we're, we're looking at the end of June. Okay. And what happens between events? I mean, I'm sure there's some ramp-up time to the event, but does anything happen now, for instance? Um, well, we're going to start meeting and start planning the next event, start looking for uh, donations from, you know, Everything was donated for the effort event pretty much. Um, we had food donated. We had a hot dog vendor, um, ice cream, uh, drinks. Everything was donated. So we'll start doing, you know, making the rounds and start getting that thing, all those things lined up. Um, but we're really not going to change a lot. It was it was great last year. Um, other than changing um, maybe the layout of where people were, we had this at Christiansburg High School. Um, very few changes will be made. Um, so between now and, and June, we'll start getting our flyer ready, start making our contacts, start getting the, the word out. Um, and then after June in the fall, um, we'll look at doing the GTO program again. Love it. Love it. It's a great story. Um, I'm going to do a um, postscript for this and talk about leadership in general. Okay. So let's move in another direction. I'll use this for some other things. We're, we're broadcasting this on, on YouTube, mm-hmm. so it'll be inspiring some other departments to want to call you. And so uh, it'll, you'll be uh, teaching this to some others. You also are, are active in the community. You spoke to me about a leadership uh, cohort or whatever mm-hmm. you, that you get together. Can you say a little bit about that? We do. It's called um, the... Leadership Workshops is called Project 14. It started at the beginning of last year. Myself and um, Lieutenant Louis Heslip um, started a, a leadership workshop we were, where we met once a month. We just had a two-hour workshop. Um, we invited um, individuals from the community, clergy, and um, other agencies, of course, mm-hmm. uh, to come. And we would just have we would put together a two-hour workshop. Louis passed away in May, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, now his wife is on board. 
Um, we've changed the name to Project 14 because uh, Louis' unit number was 14. Mm -hmm. So we've changed the name to Project 14, but um, once a month, um, typically the last Thursday of the month, for two hours we have a leadership project. Um, we have a leadership workshop, and uh, we invite speakers in, and it can be anyone from someone from one of the departments. Um, as a, There's a group of us. Um, there's uh, Lieutenant Andy Wilbram from Ratford PD, um, um, Officer Heath Hyatt from Christiansburg PD, and uh, Brian Rowe from Blacksburg PD. Mm -hmm. And we have some of the chiefs, and um, uh, Chief Wilson and uh, Captain Ramsey from Christiansburg PD. Other people have come on board, and um, we get together once a month. We decide what our topic's going to be. One of us will either do the project or we'll bring in an outside speaker. And um, we just do a leadership project once a month. And that's been great um, collaboration with different departments. Um, and us working together in a kind of in a different way. So, what have you learned there that um, helps you in your job and helps you in your volunteer work with this project you talked about? Um, one of the great things about the the, um, the leadership project is that you know the different topics that come in. It's like we you know we've covered everything from. Um, we um, from the Brendan Burchard. I don't know if you're in, if you're mm -hmm. you know familiar with him. We do some of his stuff and um, um, just preparing for some of the um, events has been pretty um, challenging. Um, just getting all the departments and uh, getting law enforcement to want to attend something like that. But um, we've um, the collaboration has been has been pretty impressive um, with the different departments working together. And um, sort of nobody's really in charge. It's here at the sheriff's office. It's kind of sponsored by the sheriff's office, but um, it's really a collaborative effort. And um, again, that, it's that teamwork thing. It's just getting people around you who know mm -hmm. how to get things done, and um, or have experts where you know have expertise where you don't, um, and then working together and, and you know putting on a good good project. Kim Haug, Captain, <laughs> thank you for your service to the community and the impact. Uh, that you make. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.